Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 GRE course includes everything you need to ace your GRE. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try our course for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Let's get started. So today we've got Charles Biblios on the line. Charles, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Charles Biblos, and I uh, own a company called GMAT Ninja. I also do GRE, LSAT, and executive assessment. I've been tutoring the GRE for more than 20 years now. Yeah. Sorry, Charles Biblos. I, I feel like I've got that <laughs> wrong in the past. No, no worries at all. I, I always double check when I'm in the yeah, no, whenever, whenever I'm uh, <laughs> like in, inviting you on calendar invites, I always double check that. Um, so today's topic is speeding up actually slows you down, which I think is a really, this this is going to be a good one, right? It, it feels like, especially when you're, when you're both kind of in the test environment, there's some anxiety, it might make you to work a little overly fast. And then, you know, especially if you kind of fall behind, you start to try and go faster and that actually works against you. So I'd love to hear you. You have, you said you had examples for quant and verbal. I'd love to have you just walk us through it. Yeah, I mean, we, we can start with verbal, I suppose. It's one of my favorite topics with with the GRE, just because it's it's one of those counterintuitive things that I, I wish students would pay more attention to. The right. instinct the instinct is you see that timer pounding in your face, and you just want to start racing through. And especially if you know, we'll pick on verbal to start, if you know that you're not a very fast reader or you know that you tend to struggle, you spin your wheels on the vocabulary-based questions, takes you a while. Last time you took a test, you struggled to finish on time. And so you see that timer start and you just want to go racing through. And in so many cases, it's the opposite of what you want. It works against you. Part one is that, yeah, obviously, if you start going too fast, you can make silly errors on an adaptive test like the GRE that can cause tons and tons of damage for you. You miss easy questions, that's going to hurt you more than missing harder questions. So there's that really basic version of it. But how does it affect your timing? You would still think, well, hey, if I if I read faster, I'm going to get through the section faster. I answer more questions. Yeah, maybe I'm sloppy on one or two, but I'll be able to answer more and then I'm going to come out ahead. And unfortunately, that is not true at all. And one of the things we see over and over from our students, reading comprehension, for example, if you try to read that passage too quickly, you're like, great, I just saved a minute and a half by reading the passage in one minute instead of two and a half minutes or whatever the numbers are. You go, hey, great, I saved some time. Well, what's going to happen from there is that you get to the the questions and you're going to start looking at the answer choices and going, hmm, I don't really know what that primary purpose was. And you got to go back to the passage. Then you go back to the answer choices, to the passage, answer choice, answer choice, passage, answer choice, answer choice, passage. And you're so locked in, you don't realize that you're just, hemorrhaging time by doing that Mm -hmm. and we see that all the time we'll meet people whose whose average times on GRE reading comprehension we could say the same about LSAT or GMAT or executive assessment their average times aren't anywhere near where they they should be and we'll go hey maybe this is a slow reader and it turns out that for a lot of people that's not the issue at all their reading speed is totally fine for what they need to get done on the GRE in the time they have but because they're so jacked up about getting through that passage they don't fully digest it and they spend an eternity on the questions and they don't even feel it because you don't notice you're spending that time. It feels like mm-hmm. you notice when you're spending a lot of time reading, you don't necessarily notice when you're stuck between two answer choices and stewing over them. And next thing you know, you spend a total of, let's say, 
eight minutes, 10 minutes on a passage and three questions when it should have taken you five. Right. Yeah. And you're basically redoing the work multiple times. That's it. You're going to have to read that passage anyway. So if you go through and, and you realize you didn't have a great grasp of the primary purpose and you're going back and forth between the answer choices and the passage, you're going to go try to mine that primary purpose anyway. And it basically means you're going to read the passage more times and it's wickedly inefficient. Right. Well, so then what do you um, essentially like for the verbal, we'll just stick to verbal for now. Like, what do you recommend instead? I mean, other than, you know, reading slowly and deliberately, is there any other sort of tips to catch yourself? Yeah, what we what we work on with our students is to make sure that they stop at the end of every paragraph, or if it's a really long paragraph, partway through the paragraph and go, why is this here? What does the author want from me? Why is this here? How is this argument constructed? What point of mm-hmm. views are being presented? And let's say you've got a long Jerry passage and it has three paragraphs to it. Yeah, at bare minimum, stop at the end of every paragraph and say, do I know why the author wrote this? Do I know what they're driving at? Do I understand the purpose of this? Second paragraph, do I know why the author wrote this? Do I understand the purpose of it? Just as importantly, do I understand how the purpose of the second paragraph connect to the purpose of the first? Mm -hmm. Same thing on the third paragraph. Why is this here? How does it connect to your previous two paragraphs? And different types of note-taking work differently for different people. There's there's plenty of customization in that when we work with students one-on-one. But the fundamental thing that is absolutely essential is you should be able to get some sort of big picture purpose, fight for purpose, fight to understand that connection between different paragraphs or different chunks of the passage. If you do that, you're going to be in pretty good shape. You're going to get to the big picture questions and sail through them a whole lot faster on average. And even the the questions might be a little bit more detail-based. You're going to know exactly where to look. Harder questions that are detail-based, it's not about did you understand the detail, it's going to be understanding that detail and context anyway. If you're shooting for a really high score on GRE verbal, it's really essential to understand that big picture even for the detail questions and the shortcut of skimming through and then hunting for the detail later. It's just going to hurt your time and your accuracy. Yeah, I was going to say it probably would actually, you know, for, for better or for worse, the GRE probably knows that that's the thing that people do and, and it might be a gotcha at some point where you're like, oh, like the details, you know, it means this in the sentence, but it's not with the proper context. Exactly. And the jury's not out to get you. It's not out to lay traps for you or anything. They're, they're trying to be really, really fair about evaluating your, your verbal reasoning skills, as they like to call it. But when you think about how somebody's going to write a question and make mm-hmm. it difficult, yeah, you're going to have a right answer. And then somewhere in your answer choices, there's going to be a really delicious, tempting wrong answer that sounds really right if you read too sloppily, or that it's it's going to sound right or seem right, but it doesn't really capture the context in the right way. It doesn't really catch what that detail is doing there. So, right. yeah, it's, absolutely. It, it's, it's, uh, you're not comprehending the whole passage, which is the point. That makes sense. Great. Well, yeah, and then I, I would love to kind of explore the GRE quant side of things as well, right? Like, where does speeding up actually hurt you and, and the quant side? Yeah, a couple of ways. The biggest one is that if you're, let's let's say that you're bashing through, and, and let's say it's a nice algebraic question. It could be anything, but I think it's easier to imagine with algebra. And you start the question, and you have to do, let's say, six lines of algebra, and you start doing it, and you're in a big old hurry, and you write the question down wrong. And you don't notice until you get to the very end 
and you, you get some answer. Let's say it's it's a it's a standard problem solving multiple choice question, and you go, uh, "Holy poop on a stick! My answer's not there. Now what? Now you got to redo the whole freaking question, mm-hmm. or at least you think you do. Maybe you can find that one error, but if you made it early in your process, you're gonna have to redo the whole thing and burn a bunch of time, or you just get it wrong, which is just as bad. But that's the most obvious way you can burn a ton of time is you make a mistake early on in the process because you're being too sloppy. You're not reading twice. You're not checking your work as you go. Have to redo the question. And I, I think for a lot of people listening, if you've practiced a lot of GRE quant, you probably caught yourself doing a question three times, maybe not on a test, maybe just in practice. But we've all done it. I've done it where I make a mistake mm-hmm. early. I go, oh, man, my answer's not there. Let me redo it. I start over. I make a different mistake because I'm being an airhead. And I do the question three times. We've all felt that pain. Right. The cure is read the question twice. Check every step of your work. Doesn't matter who you are. Four times seven is sometimes thirty-two. It just is. You're gonna you're gonna do silly stuff. That's human. And the question is, are you getting used to checking for it? Every line of algebra you do, everything you write down on that geometry triangle you draw on a question, double check it before you move on. And it takes you three seconds, six seconds to check your work. And that can save you a minute and a half, two minutes, if it if it stops you having to redo the whole question. Right. Well, and then also, as you mentioned in another episode, there's also a lot of important detail in GRE quant questions where you know things like x is an integer versus like you know x y is is not an integer, right? Like these little like little words can make a very big difference on the entire problem and what's correct. Right. Maybe the worst thing you could do is just like get the the wrong answer enthusiastically. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's spot on. And the GRE, the other component to the why speeding up can slow you down so much on quant is that the GRE at times does a really nice job of giving you multiple ways to solve a question. And there was a question I was just talking about with um, with one of my tutors earlier today. And it was one of those quantitative comparisons, and it's it's kind of a, a blob of algebra. There was a fraction with quadratics on, on the numerator and the denominator, and I, I think in both A and B. And the the punchline is that you might look at that question, the specific question, and say, ah, lots of algebra. I'm going to expand the quadratics and then do a bunch of stuff, and it'll be great. And the way that particular official question is written, that's going to turn into a bloodbath. And it's going to turn, mm. turn into a bloodbath fast. And there's really no viable solution path there in under three minutes. But if you can look at it and think about the properties of those numbers instead and just go, wait a minute, if this one's a fraction and this one's positive and this one's negative, and think in those sorts of terms instead, think logically, think abstractly, right. you can get out of that question in 45 seconds. And they're wonderful. They do, they do a really nice job of, of creating these questions at times that, yeah, you can pick numbers. Maybe that's fast. Maybe that's slow. You could kind of think logically about the properties of those numbers. Maybe that's fast. Maybe that's slow. You could do algebra. Maybe that's fast. Maybe that's slow. And if you're looking at the question and going, ah, algebra, and I'm just going to do it, picking numbers, I'm just going to do it without stopping and thinking first. If you're speedy in that process of deciding what to do, you're going to be in that position more and more frequently that you pick a path that's a dead end or you pick a path that's going to take you three or four minutes that you can't afford. And if you take yeah. a breath instead and go, what's my best way, you're going to save yourself a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's particularly important when that clock is bearing down on you um, to keep doing this. <laughs> and that's when it gets the hardest, right? As soon as you know mm-hmm. that, hey, I've got 10 minutes left, it's hard to hang in there and, and be deliberate and read the question twice and be thoughtful 
but it's actually when, when it's the most important. If you make yeah. that boneheaded error that, that forced you to redo the question twice, now you're really going to be stressed out and it might cost you two or three more. Right. And you might be stressed out and make a mistake, right? Like there's a whole lot of reasons. Exactly. Just got to got to keep playing the game by the by the by the keep following the path as they say well great this thanks very much charles this has been gre snacks hosted by tyler from achievable with charles bibelos from gmat ninja uh you can check out achievables gre course for free at achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10 percent off at checkout